You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You're very welcome. My name is Ahanu and I have with me our lovely Angel Rose. Good morning, Ahanu, from lovely Redmond, Oregon. Lovely Redmond, Oregon. God. So you remember when I used to say from lovely, sunny San Diego, and each week the weather would never change, I'd say the same thing every week. I know, but Angel Rose, I look out the window and I see these electricity poles that have electromagnetic interferences blasting around. <laughs> You've the place. got those everywhere. <laughs> I know, but herein, isn't that the case, though, that electromagnetism is everywhere? I mean, we have a router, a wireless blasting out wireless signals. We couldn't be doing this. This interview, this podcast, these shows, our own websites, we couldn't be doing a lot of things without the necessity for this technology. But isn't it a little bit of a problem sometimes? There is a high degree of pollution that goes along with it, Tahano, electromagnetic pollution. Yeah. That affects all of us and weakens our immune system. Yes. And... The reason we're speaking about this is because we have got a wonderful guest, an old friend of ours who we met oh, quite some years ago in the uh, north part of North Carolina, Brevard. And right. uh, Tika Vallis is her name and her husband is a wonderful architect. They're very much into the whole area of electromagnetic what would you call it? Pollution. Yeah, but the control of it, though, the mitigation of it, the uh, yeah, the recognition of it. And Damaging effects. Yes, because she, she has knowledge and information about... We have to first mention that she is an incredible cook. She is great. She is yes. absolutely wonderful, yes. She treated us like royalty when we were there. She did. And she also is very close to the waters. She has done amazing work with water. And we're going to be finding out a lot more about that. And of course, as as our listeners will know, that's an area that is very close to our own hearts because Angel Rose has been following her guidance and bringing together sacred earth waters for quite some time. And we've collected now at this stage, I think over 70, perhaps even closer to 80 of these uh, mother tinctures from the power spots around the world. But more about that in a little minute. We We want to, first of all, get it clear in our heads about this whole business of technology. Do you remember, Angel Rose, you did an Akashic Record session some, oh, maybe it was six 2012. Or, was it that long ago? <laughs> yeah. Where, Time flies when you're having fun. Huh? Oh, dear. Well, when you spoke about technology and one of the questions that one of our participants in the Akashic Record sessions put to source was about technology. Was it beneficial to humanity or wasn't it? And do you remember, do you remember what you said? I do. Go ahead and tell us. Source said, if there's anything to be concerned about, be concerned about technology. But it was the answer. The answer was based on the fact that you know, getting this over-dependence on technology to do things for us when the truth was is we had our own crystal network inside our own bodies that, you know, could do a whole lot of things that we haven't even explored. Yes, yeah. So it was about the wrong use of technology, effectively. In the same way, I guess, that... Well, the overuse of it as well. Yeah, Not but... only the wrong use, but the overuse of it. 
perhaps I'd liken it to money that, you know, some people say money is the root of all evil, but money does some amazingly good things for people. But yet in the wrong hands, it can be used for evil and negativity. And I guess technology might be the same. Yeah. So we're well, going to be speaking with with <laughs> Tika Vallis today and we're going to be asking questions like, is there a link between our health and EMFs? What kind of health effects has scientific research shown to us? Why do we absorb radiation? What effect does radiation have on the body? Do higher frequencies have more serious health effects than lower frequencies? What about radiation exposure, like in, in the areas of health with x-rays and all of that? background radiation, uh, EMFs in the atmosphere, um, toxic motor vehicles, jet lag, wireless technologies. Uh, we're going to talk about geopathic stress. Now, interestingly, in a recent interview we did with a fabulous person from Ireland, as it turns out, Greta Murphy, she found that it uh, the geopathic stress in her home. In her home affected her health. She was able to 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 actually identify it very, very clearly. And when she resolved the geopathic stress, her health issues cleared up. But we're going to be asking all these questions about radiation and how it's affecting vegetation, how it's affecting the water, our environment. She's uh, giving this girl a lot to answer she's for. She's going huh? to re we're going to keep her on her toes, I'll tell you. But you know she's hope she drank her wheatgrass today. <laughs> she she's the best one to answer these questions, there's no doubt, because she is on she's at the cutting edge of the whole business of using the good side of technology for the betterment of humankind. Mm -hmm. So let us bring on Tika Vallis, our good friend from Brevard in North Carolina. Come Welcome, and talk to Tika. us. Hey, young Gail and Kevin. Thank you for having me today. Uh -huh. You're very, very welcome. Good to talk to well, you again. Yeah. Uh, at one point I was uh, jump in when you were searching for a word, you know, what, what do we call uh, that we're doing to it instead of focusing on electro stress or electro pollution um basically we're talking about harmony and harmony. harmonizing uh human made technology with nature and nature's electromagnetic system now it's interesting and that you started off straight away bringing in the positive because i was listing out all these negative effects of electromagnetic radiation and all sorts and you talk straight away about harmony so that's a wonderful place to begin well in in my view it's the only place to begin because it's a place of unity and non-resistance and where attention goes, energy flows. Right. And when we focus too much on the problem or if we approach something with fear or judgment, um, we now know that the world of quantum physics is telling us that, you know, we actually create a disconnect and that the energy and everything is all connected, yeah. right? So I am electromagnetic. You are electromagnetic. Our heartbeat is electromagnetic. Our brain pulse is electromagnetic. The grass and the trees and the water and the bees, everything that has life force or everything that has electricity, including the geopathic stress in the earth, it's all frequency and it's all energy. And at the end of the day, it's got electromagnetic pulsation. What the opportunity is, in my view is to be re-inspired with 
the ancient arts of appreciating the use and communication with nature and subtle energy for well-being, mm-hmm. not only for ourselves, but for all living systems on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so when we begin to find what we all have in common, whether it's a technological device or a flower or a bee or a tree or me or water, then we can begin to imagine being like a tuning fork and attuning ourselves to the heartbeat, the heartbeat of Mother Earth and our own heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so by creating a harmonic resonance with nature, we really can use all of this energy that is around us that we all love and need. We wouldn't be talking here today without it, but how to even bring it to a higher function. Yes, yeah. Now, TK, we've known you for many years and you speak so eloquently about all of this. And the reason is you're you're so close to it. It's You're so attached to it. You're so connected to it. You're so um, such an expert in this whole area. And you went ahead uh, side by side with your husband. You formed Living Design Consultants, which addresses personal and environmental energy balancing, along with architecture for well-being. But where did all this begin for you? What 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 clued you in? to the whole idea of environmental energy balancing? Well, that's a great question. And I think as a child, I can remember swimming in the river in Covington, Louisiana, and being above water and not hearing anything, and being below water and hearing the motor of a very far away. And because we'd have to move out of the way for the boats, Mm. right? And when my head was above water, you couldn't hear the boat coming. But when my ears were below the water, the sound was traveling in the water. Interesting. And so at a very young age, I was beginning to attune to some of this stuff. Meanwhile, I really grew up with an appreciation and love of nature. And um, when I was 17, I did National Outdoor Leadership School, Knowles Courses, and and then I started writing my own degree in environmental studies at Western State College in Gunnison, Colorado, by way of geology. And then uh, in my junior year, I went to Alfred University uh, in upstate New York. They had one of the early environmental studies programs. And it was at that time that I realized my teachers, when I looked in their eyes, they didn't have any answers. And it was at the time of Three Mile Island, and I remember Jimmy Carter with his sweater on, talking. And um, there was a nuclear problem then. And from the time that I was in high school and college, I had a passion for nature, and I had a passion for working cooperatively with nature, for maintaining trees, clean water, and... Uh, how to resolve the problems of nuclear radiation. Yes, Nuclear radiation. And when I was in college, when I was a freshman in college, I wrote a paper, and it was about the effects on television on children as being primarily negative. Hmm. And that was before the onslaught of 
computers in every classroom and all of that. But yeah. it was just kids being hooked up to electronic devices. So somewhere in me, I, this has been my calling. Yes. And as I've grown to know um, more about myself in terms of the personal energy balancing process, um, I, I understand that it, it really is a calling and it's in sort of my life design chart and this chart and that chart and can't help myself. Yes. And tell me this, when you talk about energy, personal energy balancing, is it not the case that the human is perfectly energy balanced to begin with? And or, or are we born into an imbalanced world? In other words, where do we need to begin the balancing process? Like, do we have to go back into spirit? Do we have to look at our parents, our home place, our, our lives? What do we tackle first? Well, that's a really good question, and I think that there's no one answer. Um, I think ultimately it's driven by intent, and so as I or anyone else develops clarity of intent from pure place in one's heart, then one, through the law sort of, of magnetic attraction, you know, we begin to attract the right people, places, things, and information to help us uh, become more aware of what's relevant to our own personal uh, stage of development. If somebody like your friend who is living and sleeping in uh, geopathic stress, there's another woman from Ireland that I'm actually working with right now, um, who you know, actually, who um, I've been working with has been sleeping in geopathic stress and we mitigated it. Now naturopaths do have a way, her naturopath had a machine that could scan it. And after we energy balanced her house, um, you know, it cleared her field. But we can ask ourselves what inside of me is creating this in my reality and what inside of me can I change? And in the spirit of Ho'oponopono, I don't know if you know the guy, the shaman, or the person in Hawaii that healed the unit of the criminally insane. Yes, we do indeed. He was aware Mm -hmm. of them. And so I think that, you know, on the one hand, we live in a polarity universe in this dimension at least and everything is paradox. And so, yes, I'm perfect and everything is what it is. And at the same time, simultaneously, my soul may have a history. Uh, my brain gets printed with thought forms and patterns even while in utero. And I'm born into an imperfect world that is perfect for my own growth and development. So it depends how we're looking at perfection and imperfection. But growth is not static. And we have to breath in and we have to breath out. And we have resistance and we have non-resistance. And we have contrast and we have preference. And so I think that this is how the universe is continually growing and expanding. But I think with the work that you all do, investigating multidimensionality of everything, um, it opens up many doorways to begin to learn more about ourselves. So Tika, with that in mind then, if you just take a look at our 3D world, you know, what Mm -hmm. are the areas 
I mean, how unbalanced is it from what you have found out in terms of the electromagnetism we were talking about? I mean, how off base are we? And what are the areas that you have found that need the most harmonizing? Okay. In the keep it simple, smart answer, okay. uh, you know, and under promise, over deliver without wanting to be, uh, you know, globalizing everything. But really in the nuts and bolts, I'll talk to you as a mom and as a grandmother, okay, who came from the background with the passion that I had. Okay, number one, we have environmental stress. Everything from chemicals to nuclear radiation. A lot of it is not easily talked about because there's no perceived easy solutions. And it creates fear and making people afraid of where they're living makes everything worse. That's why it's important to talk about everything from a place of being able to do something positive in relationship to it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, since the invention of electricity, nothing else has spread faster since, you know, human history is some history yeah. than fire. Okay? When, in the, industri- the age of the, of the industrial age has created more change on this planet in the last 50 years than in thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years in terms of its impact on the environment, okay? Because it's allowed more devastation of nature, because man's had more ability to dominate, man's had more ability to have free time to quote-unquote enjoy things, but then that also gave time to invent things that may or may not be used in a balanced manner, cooperative with nature. So that having been said, if I'm a mom, there's, there's some really basic things that I want my kids and my grandkids to have. Balanced electricity so that it puts it in sync with the heartbeat of nature because electricity is vibrating at a frequency that is more in resonance with fear than love. And we can switch it when we infuse it with harmonic, with nature's design language, when we make it compatible with nature. And then the, the environment, working with the geopathic stress, because with the acceleration of this electric grid on this planet, in a sense, it's sort of giving the Earth shock treatment. And so the energy ley lines of the Earth are getting electrified. Okay, so we need to not only think about how we're helping ourselves, but the earth grid lines are running through all of our homes and buildings, but it's also stressing out the trees and the water and the bees. Okay, now water is a conductor of electricity, right? Mm -hmm. So when we have all this electricity coming into our home and the water lines coming into our home, we're programming the water, okay? And then we're drinking the water. Not to mention the water being stressed out, for example, you know, Mississippi River has all these fertilizers and chemical plants being dumped into it, and then it flows into the Gulf, and then the Gulf is developing a dead zone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so many people are in this green movement, and they it's not just about saving trees and recycling paper. It's how do we create and assist Mother Nature with life force with integrity in a way that she recognizes and it's sustainable over time. 
All right, well, let's let's talk about that for a minute. You know, what is what is a natural uh, electricity? See, I'm finding a hard way to express this. What is the natural harmonic electricity of nature? I mean, how do you identify that, and how do you know that we're not in harmony with it? Well, that's a good question. I would say, you know, the life force coming from living systems is natural electricity. Okay? Okay, so so how how do we adjust technology to that? Well, in my training, which been trained for 15 years it's called biogeometry bio meaning life geometry meaning you know shape okay what are the shapes in nature that that create life force that is what biogeometry focuses on sacred geometry are the geometry that have been known in mankind for architecture and yes understanding the harmonics of nature the Specific geometries of biogeometry are the ones that produce life force. So when we take a look at the pattern of a sunflower or a pine cone, you know, or the way uh, trees branch or the ways it branches with its tributaries, we find harmonic proportions in nature, the way the feathers run off of a bird, you know, uh, and we can look at certain animals in nature like sitting on telephone lines and why don't they get electrocuted? <laughs> we were just asking that question. Okay, yeah, they have so many feathers in such a harmonic way that the collection of all those feathers creates a perfected distribution of charge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that makes so, sense. Yep. So it's all about creating a perfected distribution of charge. And the geometry of nature is all about that, the shape of a womb. Why is the shape of a womb the shape that it is? So that the life force can actually cultivate. Why is the shape of an egg the shape the way it is? So that the, the, you know, the baby chick can grow. You know, there's shape caused waves. And so, you know, there are ways that we can study what nature does and and learn how nature works and begin to uh, mimic it and bring it into our world. All right, that's a great and answer, actually. I think that feng shui, the art of feng shui, really was addressing all of this, you know, in terms of how energy flows and all this kind of stuff, but I've met several... Uh, well-known feng shui masters that were going to the art and science of biogeometry because now with the influx of electro stress and geopathic stress and the rising population in the olden days they used to say move bed or move your home well now you can't do either Mm-hmm. And and you some of those ancient ways of working with the flow of energy don't work anymore to the level that they did because we have such an intense onslaught at an ever-increasing rate of these other energy qualities mm-hmm. in the modern world. And that onslaught, would you venture to say, now I know this is very broad and very general, but would you say that it is that onslaught of stress in our environment that is a possible possibly resulting in 
cancers and birth defects and increased cell growths and enzyme changes and Alzheimer's disease and heart conditions and impaired brain functioning and all of that? Well, that's what the scientific data has uh, been being revealed over and over and over. But, you know, if you look at, um, there's a book called Would You Want to Put Your Head in a Microwave Oven? And in that book, it was basically science and stuff from the military, you know, studying what happened Mm -hmm. with soldiers, you know, like policemen with radar equipment on them. You know, there's certain professions. Do you know that the rise of, I think, cervical or uterine cancer grew when women started standing in an electric stove? You know, you can start to look at the beginning of inventions and start seeing different trends. Now, what's tricky is nobody's a victim, and depending on how organized and coherent an individual energy field is, Mm -hmm. the more or less stress this external frequency, you know, conglomeration has on a particular system. So what it does is it shows up in different people's systems in different ways and because it's just an added stress. We we, we, we want to be very careful in my world, you know, of blaming, blaming. You do have solutions, though, and it's those solutions we want to talk about. We do have to take a very, very quick little studio break. And when we come back after this, we will be talking about the solutions that you have come up with. Some amazing, amazing revelations, too. So we will take a little break. We will remind you we're speaking with Tika Valles of Living Design Consultants from Brevard in North Carolina. And we will be right back after this break. Thank you. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality for your fast-changing world. worldofempowerment.com And welcome back to our wonderful, interesting and enlightening show today with Tika Vallis, uh, who is working with harmonizing energy fields in various ways. So Tika, um, we also want to mention too that her her partner also does architecture that's based on harmony. So Tika, let's talk a little bit about the solutions you have discovered to harmonize some of this electromagnetic um, stress. Stress, yeah, mm. stress. Okay, well, and just, you know, let's go broad and then we'll get specific, but just to show you um, in terms of architecture, um, you know, a long time ago, uh, a lot, most buildings were built of wood, and a long time ago, a lot of buildings had roofs, okay? And when we look at, say, for example, Chartres Cathedral or, you know, different architecture through the ages, the form had a function. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the cathedrals, you know, the, 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 the proportion of the buildings, the materials of the buildings, the glass, the way the light came through, the, the, the quality of the arc, of the curve, of the window, um, and the wood in the building, all of these brought a higher harmonic resonance into the space. And it mm-hmm. was done with the function 
you know, in very simple terms without getting into religion to connect heaven and earth. Okay. Right. You know, and you look at the, um, the labyrinth at Chart Cathedral. So this business of, of communicating with nature, replicating with nature to, to work with spirit is ancient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now take it one step further. If you have a wooden building done and built in certain harmonic proportions, with nice light penetration and all of that, even in a modern world with electricity hooked up to it and all of that, or a metal building with metal infrastructure, with a metal roof, flat roof, with electricity hooked to that, and you try, and with fluorescent lights in it, and the other one without fluorescent lights, with just natural light, you would be able to grow plants better in the wooden building with harmonic proportions than you would the metal building with the flat roof with electricity hooked up to it. Mm-hmm. Metal is a conductor of electricity. Wood is not. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so even the way that our buildings have been constructed throughout time were more, quote-unquote, earth-friendly. Right. right? And now we're in an environment where it's it's very conductive and you know you can have you 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 can't you know frequency is is everything and frequency precedes energy and so if we are not creating any new frequencies they've been here forever we're not creating new energy we are simply um and you know increasing certain frequencies that were not used at all or very much. So, you know, what is the antidote to this accelerated use of particular energy qualities combined with certain materials and certain lifestyles, like people talking on cell phones, driving in a metal car, you know, people on Wi-Fi in a plane, in a metal plane. There's so many invisible things that we are at the effect of that we haven't been educated about how it relates to us, what to do. And what I find is the biggest problem is when we're looking at what products or principles, you know, help with the solution, it's a very tricky world out there because, and this is why I really encourage people to learn how to develop self-testing kinesiology, okay? Because I have to want to know the three that I think are very important. Is it beneficial? Is it sufficient? Or is it optimal? Okay? Because there are devices out there that act like a sponge, but once they get filled up, they overflow with the dirty water and they make it worse. For example, a lot of people think, oh, if I put this crystal by my computer, it's going to help. But at a particularly if that computer stress, the non-beneficial resonance is more potent then what that little crystal can put out, and eventually the crystal will start amplifying the non-beneficial. So understanding a little bit about is it beneficial, sufficient, or optimal? Is it absorbent, or is it transformative? You know, because if, and if we're reflecting something away from us, where are we sending it? So in my view, the best way to transform 
and 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 work cooperatively with what we have around just from a place of non-judgment and curiosity. And you know, in in the science of biogeometry, you know, we are taught how to measure the visible and invisible light quality coming off of any any energy system, whether it's human-made or or living. And and so for me, in, in this business of environmental energy balancing and personal energy balancing, it's been tricky because um, it takes some education to to be able to sort of weigh through what's true, what's not true, and, and how do you know. And that's why Living Design Consultants is in the process of launching an educational outreach, you know, for people who are interested in learning more about this. And one of the main things that we're going to promote is learning how to do your own kinesiology, giving people a list of 18 sources of toxicity that they can test for, and then providing tools that have taken, you know, many years to develop with many principles, but that the tool in and of itself, the use of it is very simple and the complexity is in the tool so that, you know, you can put things in the ground, you can put things on your computer and your cell phone, you can put things on your main electric box, you can put things in the water that um, basically it's almost like a little natural homeopathic to give back to nature because we're not actually changing the electricity in terms of uh, our technology world. We're changing its effect on natural systems. So we're actually giving more information to the natural system so it can balance itself. And what form do these devices take? I mean, are they... Okay, it's funny. I had a, a client, and, you know, if you looked at my living room floor right now, you would see some ceramic discs about the size of a 50-cent piece and some, uh, oh, about uh, three inches around. And you would see some very specifically uh, energy-frequency-infused resonated crystals. And then we have a series of cards anywhere from a square inch to uh, eight square inches or, you know, eight and a half by 11 because we've been able to develop a way to uh, program the uh, paper fibers, that, which are nanotubes, to a stabilized frequency so, and provided with balanced information with nature's geometry and very specific qualities that are stabilized so when... The geopathic stress or the electro stress, any ambient, ambient electromagnetic energy interacts with it. It gives it the information to balance itself. And um, same with with the discs. And now with our new cards, and we're getting ready to put all this on our website, the clay that we have uh, resonated that we're using for our discs that we combine our, our paper cards with, were originally called Living Prayer. They were designed for the World Water Project that was in, uh, you know, with the Fukushima thing. But the work started really after Katrina and then after the Gulf oil spill. And then with Fukushima, it, it all began to bloom. But hmm. we're using clay and clay to, as a silk, to clay between the paper and them. And tell us, Tika, these devices, uh, 
not specifically the ones that, yeah, perhaps the ones you have on your living room floor right now, are they, just for, for our listeners and for ourselves indeed to get an, an idea, are they similar to the kind of things that we've seen people attach to their mobile phones? They stick on the back of the mobile phones to mitigate the negative effects of the radiation. Are they a similar type of device? Yeah, they they are. Uh, you know, we, what we've done in our study, I've been working with an electrical engineer, and I've also been working with energy-sensitive woman who does neurolink and cranial sick work and acupuncturing. What we're realizing is when we only put something on the back of our phone, we also need a little something on the front of the phone. Okay. You know, because the the technology is changing so fast. If the phones get bigger and the amperage gets stronger, mm-hmm. right? You know, so what was working a year ago might need to be bumped up now. But, you know, we also made a round of stickers, but we decided we were going to upgrade them so that our next round of stickers, you have something you can put on the back of the phone yeah. and some little dots that you can put on the front that wouldn't avoid, you know, mask your screen. Right. So what are you doing? But we're not the only ones doing this. You know, there's a, there's there's people out there. It's just to what degree and how, you know, being able to understand the baseline and how much of change you're you're affecting. Mm. Yeah, and have you studied shungite, Tika? I haven't. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's a. Do you know what it is? Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Um. You might want to just just look it up later and see what you guys think. But it's, um, I don't know if you describe it as a mineral that seems to have come from a meteor in outer space. And it's predominantly uh, in Russia. But it's supposed to... Similar to Moldavite. Yeah, it's supposed to do all these interesting things. It purifies water. It, it um, well, We have some, actually. It's supposed to offset, mitigate some of the effects of... Too much electromagnet, you know, medic Well, I think that there, you know, there's definitely things that work. Um, you know, I have some vibration embedded in some of the cards of labradorite that we, we resonated, you know, and labradorite's the sort of the king of the mineral kingdom. But, you know, I believe that many things are showing up and we're beginning to discover um, how to make balance. And I think that well, what I know is when it's harmonic, it will be like Russian nesting dolls, okay? Or, you know, uh, a one-man band or three people playing in a band or, you know, uh, a symphony with a thousand people playing. Harmony can nest with more harmony. So if it's really working, the work that I'm interested in focusing on is complementary to all other good things. And we have so many layers. But one thing that's been a pet peeve of mine is that when people have sold a product in the past that I have sold for many years or or know other people have sold, one thing as an educator and as a grandmother and as a mom that I feel strongly about is sometimes people say, oh, we'll stick this plug in your wall and it's energy, your home is energy balanced. Or if you stick these four things in the four corners of your land, it's energy balanced. Or if you do X, Y, Z with this, it's done. And every and always, every home and in every environment is different. And unless you know your baseline and unless you know what was there and unless you know exactly what you've changed, 
you may be doing something that's beneficial, but it's not sufficient and it's not optimal. And then it can give a false sense of security because I've gone into homes of people who've been educated in many fields that I've been trained in or with many products and then find them still sitting and sleeping in geopathic stress. But they said, I did X, B, but they didn't test. And what would you suggest for people who have smart meters in their homes? Well, that's one of the reasons why we developed our cards. Our four-inch square card is developed to be putting on a smart meter, but to also with the ceramic disc that you can put in. Everything is working with everything, and it's never just one thing. The All the electrical fields go into resonance with all the ge- geopathic fields. So if you're only doing electricity, but you're not doing the geopathic, or if you're only doing the geopathic without the electric, you, 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 you're not doing it. So people want to just focus on the smart meter, but they have to focus actually on the whole energy system in the home. Right, yeah. Yeah, and how, what are some of the symptoms, Tika, that people might experience if they have a toxic house? Well, a good. I just had a client um, who's been sleeping in geopathic stress for years, and he developed Parkinson's. I had another client that was sleeping in geopathic stress. The husband developed Alzheimer's. The wife just had immune issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another person sleeping in geopathic stress, and she's had immune issues. Um, it, it, it can it goes to your weakest link. You know, some people uh, fight all the time. And some is, people, you yeah. know, it's it's kind of that's why it's hard to peg. Yeah, is it sufficient to move house? You know, like let's say in the case of that person with Parkinson's disease, if they were to move to a different neighborhood, a different state. Is that sufficient for them to recover, do you think, or is no, it already too late? You, because you could be moving into a house and go right back into the same condition. No, but what I mean is if you were to move to a place that didn't have the same geopathic stresses, is it, is it too late at that stage once the, the, the disease has manifested? Well, it depends on what type of disease. If you're talking about Parkinson's, I don't think it's reversible, but I think that you can keep it from getting worse. Right. You know, but it's interesting. Because this person um, has a couple of houses on the property, and he would always kind of want to move from house to house and found that he didn't sleep that well in his own home, mm. okay? And, but he had the, the chance to move around. You know, but what, what I feel is kind of, you know, being like a good Girl Scout and let's, sleep, let's leave our campsite better than we found it yeah. because as we're harmonizing, these fields where we live, we are helping the water and the bees and the trees and the whole environment. So even if we move, sometimes people say, well, should I dig up that stuff? And it's like, no, it's become part of the earth, mm-hmm. you know, because everything begins to reach another homeostasis with it, with mm-hmm. it there. Yes. So, be, and because the problem is getting so exacerbated all over, it's an urban, it's an urban challenge. I've only been in one house, since 2007 that I've tested that had no geopathic stress. Wow. Jeez. Well, now, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of our program and we're speaking with Tika Vallis, who is 
married to Richard Caldwell, who's an award-winning commercial and residential architect, and they both combine their professions of environmental energy balancing, personal transformation, and architecture for well-being as living design consultants. And they're both Vesica Institute trained in advanced biogeometry, creating a new science of earth healing and holistic healthy homes. Their personal transformation modalities include whole brain functioning, the art of becoming, brain state participation, brain state technologies and neuro-linguistic programming. Their participation with the Vesica Institute's forum on a new science for earth healing has placed them at the leading edge of research and practice for optimizing spaces for living and working. Give us your website and contact details so people can get in touch with you, Tika. Uh, Living Design Consultants with an S dot com and uh, my number is 985-630-9370. And okay. you can email me at tika at livingdesignconsultants.com. That's tika, T-I-K-A. Yes, yeah, yes. super. Okay, we have to leave it there, unfortunately. There are so many other questions that we would love to ask, and I'm sure our listeners will will have questions as well. But there's how to get in touch with you, livingdesignconsultants.com. Tika, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, as always. Keep up the great work that you're doing and give our love and special regards to Richard. Will do, and thank you so much, and I look forward to continuing this conversation as we move along. Super. <laughs> Sounds great. great. Okay. okay. You take care. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All Bye-bye. right. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. <laughs>